1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: We've arrived at what is the consensus pick of worst episode of all of Lost.
0: 2016 12 4 2017
2: Lost is over but we have to go back down the hatch it's the lost rewatch podcast here on post show recaps ranking every single episode of lost beginning with the bottom three episodes of lost hello everybody I'm the person you heard at the top of the podcast I'm Josh Wigler it's still me and that's still Mike Bloom.
3: This is going to get very confusing very quickly (laughs) as to when is it past us? When is Uh it present us? Hell, when is it future us? You know, Uh when does the the portal open and we appear much like, you know, that Christmas Carol version from I think you should leave talking about like, oh, we got to fight the bonies by talking about loss for the umpteenth time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's possible that the year 3000 versions of us are going to somehow travel back through time, kill us replace us, and then host down the hatch, but somehow not erase themselves from existence? There's something paradoxical here, Mike, that I'm not wow, so sure. Wow, you went,
3: I mean, understandably, given the whole time travel tenements of law, specifically around Daniel Faraday, you went dark incredibly quickly, uncharacteristically, well, I would say. That's more of a Mike Bloom move. I, have Mike, you already been replaced? Is yeah, mis- it's possible.
2: <laughs> Mike, the reason uh, I bring that up is because what happens next is much like down the hatch itself and much like darlton once threatened about a theoretical lost season seven we rise from the grave as zombies and the zombie season of down the hatch begins
3: wow we can officially say this is we've done one thing that damon lindelof and carlton (laughs) hughes haven't with their lives
2: yeah we're doing the zombie season of Down the Hatch <laughs> is kind of what's happening right now. I mean, uh, quite literally so, because
3: I think many, specifically my spouse, looks at this idea and says, why won't this die? Yeah. Why won't the show you ever die? You took a one month nap. Now you're awake again. It was, what's like, going a, on it was like a
2: half a month nap. You know, we really only took the two weeks off and they're like, I got to co- go. I got we have to go back. We have yeah, to we go just, back. We had
3: to. Look, it's one of these things, Josh, you vocalized it incredibly well in the Man Behind the Curtain podcast, which we did last week with two of our essential people from behind the scenes, Brendan Fitzpatrick and Ben Martel. If people haven't checked that out, I highly recommend you do. Oh, obviously, so there's...
2: much fun. It was so much fun. So much
3: fun. And obviously there's not a lot of structure to it as it is for any previous DTH episode or the ones coming up as we're about to get into. But if you want to find out more about what happens behind the scenes at Down the Hatch, how this podcast came together, the way Lost affects us in all of our different stages of life, what we've taken away from this watch through, et cetera, et cetera. Very much recommend it. Uh, But, you know, one of the things that you said is that it's one of the rare shows where we've spent nearly two years of our lives watching it through, and you said, I'm ready to go back to season one and watch it all over again. And uh, that's the thing here as well. It's, hey, we we talked through the entire series of Lost, but I just want to keep talking down the Hatch, Lost in its many forms, and this is yet one of them that we are doing on this podcast.
2: Well, so, so one of the things that I felt uh, fairly strongly about, um, and I'm not entirely sure when that happened, but somewhere along the way as we were starting to look towards the end of, you know, the show of Lost, of talking through season six, and something that I've said a lot both on Down the Hatch and off Down the Hatch is I would not still be talking about Lost all these years later if the end was everything, right? If the Mm -hmm. final season of Lost was sort of like the final statement piece on my feelings towards the show, uh, I don't think that I'd be doing down the hatch to begin with. I wouldn't have revisited Lost as many times as I have. Um, I don't think that this show is defined by its ending. I think that this show, much like the life of Daniel Faraday, is a loop. Uh, and you know it is it is constantly uh, hopefully a happier loop than the than the Daniel I mean, Faraday Josh one. Josh
3: Wiggler is a real downer. He's a man. pill.
2: He's a real pill. That guy. Um, but I I feel I feel very strongly about that. That it's it's circular motion. It's what Jacob and the Man in Black talked about. All of the you know it only ends once, and everything before that is progress. But it hasn't ended yet. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done down the hatch. So one of the things that I thought um, would be uh, worth doing um, when we were done going through the episodes episodically uh, and recapping every single episode of the show was to go back through the entire show. Not in the exact same way <laughs> and, and not in uh, any kind of um, you know, full-on rewatch or anything. That's not what's happening now. But let's you know go back through the history of Lost Let's reminisce about what has come before. Let's celebrate the entire series. Let's celebrate these characters. And let's uh, have some fun revisiting Down the Hatch as well. As we've established, Mike, we have recorded well over 300 hours of this show. At this point, there's a lot of Down the Hatch history that now exists in addition to Lost history. And I think what we've got coming up here, effectively, the season seven uh, of Down the Hatch is, is where we have arrived. If you want to call it the zombie season, I think that's kind of fun. Uh, but it's the episode rankings. And what we'll do is we are going to go through every single episode of Lost in, the, uh, in, in descending order from worst to first. How they were ranked by the four point two stars? That be ascending
3: order. Oh, I guess ascending order in terms of quality, descending order in terms of numbers.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna co- we're gonna go from all the way to the back of the line. Mm. We're showing up at D J Dom's club, and it's gonna take a while before we're allowed inside. Mike, we right. showed up at the we're we showed up with hundred and eleven episodes of Lost that we are going to be talking about over the next uh, checks. Watch. Half a year or so. It oh, seems
3: Lord. Like, oh, yeah. This... I mean, listen, there's a reason why you and I have been in marriages for a long time. Josh, you and I are all about commitment. We're I very think. committed Whether it be to, to bits or podcasts. We are in it. So, yeah, here is the current status of things, hatchlings. And look, as is the case with Down the Hatch and Lost in general, things might change. Hey, remember back in that little ditty of let's keep things to 108 minutes, how that changed? At the Mo. We are currently going to, this week is going to be three episodes, but usually an episode of Down the Hatch 2.0, this episode ranking project, is going to have four episodes in it. We're going to go four episodes at a time. Now, again, that might change. Uh, sometimes maybe we'll get to that middle of the pack where it's not necessarily hugely great episodes or hugely bad episodes. It's mostly just fine episodes. that maybe We we'll reserve
2: decide- the right to change our minds about how we are doing this at any point in time. If this the numbers gets sloppy, are bad in terms of restrictions. If it gets sloppy and we want to clean up the mess, or if it's too clean and we want to slop the place up. This thing is way too clean. Let me you know, take some mud on this. If we decide it's turbo time and we want to run all over <laughs> the apartment, we'll do that. Yeah, uh, and we can
3: do it because we're part of the turbo team. You don't it. run. We yeah. run.
2: Yeah, we're the ones who run, uh, and so we'll do what we want to do, but the plan right now is, yeah, four episodes at a time. The rankings are uh, the product of uh, your 4.2 star ratings across all of Lost Mike Bloom, my 4.2 star ratings across all of Lost Mike Bloom, and the Royal Your 4.2 star ratings across all of Lost Mike not Mike Bloom, talking to the listeners.
3: I'm realizing that some people might take this as if I had made my own version of Lost called Lost colon Mike Bloom, which would Mm -hmm. have been definitely something we would have covered.
2: At a certain point in time, we probably will. Um, So all along the way, we've been telling you uh, where an episode ranks, how we personally rate it. We also have had the audience averages along the way, uh, and we are doing the exact same thing here. Uh, We are collating all of that data That has already been uh, inputted. Uh, We have the episode rankings based on your ratings, my ratings, and the audience ratings, Mike. And we are using that to assemble the official down-the-hatch rankings of every episode of Lost. And so we will go through them. There's no more ranking to be done. We are not accepting scores any further. The scores are locked. We will talk about every single episode of Lost in this format. Three episodes this week. Four episodes a week is the plan after this one. We will have a really fun time doing it. I think a lot of uh, down the hatch lost shit posting to ensue as we once predicted. Um, And it's going to be great. And one of the things that is both terrific but uh, vaguely terrifying about this project, Mike, is you and I don't know what we are talking about on any Woo! given week of the show. More so than usual, because... We this...
3: are lapidising. We are flying blind, yeah. baby.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, much like, uh, you know, the we don't have the compass bearing, Mike. Uh, mm. We don't know which episodes we are talking about on any given week. Uh, The episode rankings are, uh, are lorded over by Ben and Brendan, who you listened to in the behind the curtain podcast. They've got the keys to this alongside uh, the legendary Jess Sterling, who has joined them in much of the behind the scenes process. And also we have to give a huge shout out to a secret cabal of hatchlings known as (laughs) operation Mattingly Mm -hmm. Uh, operation Mattingly, Who I do you remember why we called them Operation Mattingly, Mike?
3: Well, I think it's fairly obvious, Josh. If there's one thing you and I are well known for, it is our history of baseball between us. And of course, you and I love the infamous Yankees player slash coach Don Mattingly. Yes, Uh, the
2: Yankees doodle dandy coach.
3: Exactly. Uh, It's not like I don't only know him for that one episode of The Simpsons, Homer at the Bat. No, I have a voluminous encyclopedic history on Don Mattingly. And so when the project came around, we thought, let's unearth one of our all our own secrets right let's get one of our own flashback skeletons out of the closet if you will our own presumptive adam and eve call it mattingly it has nothing to do with the fact that i believe one of the candidates is named mattingly oh that's uh, right yeah which very much amusingly confused some of us pure coincidence uh josh and i just love mattingly in his stash and that's why the group was named what it was
2: so operation mattingly a secret cabal of hatchlings Fiercely devoted to baseball, uh, only uh, rivaling yours and mine and Dogen's love of the sport uh, is Operation uh, yeah. Manning. My son has
3: yet to find himself in a baseball.
2: Not yet, but could, could, could happen See? over the course of this podcast. We don't know. Uh, but went back and listened to all of Down the Hatch, uh, Operation Mattingly did, annotated all of Down the Hatch, And have laid the track to make it possible for us, uh, you and me, Mike, to revisit much of Down the Hatch history and therefore uh, the listeners now as we are going to embark on these episode rankings uh, to also revisit Down the Hatch history. But Operation Mattingly, as well as Ben and Brendan and Jess Sterling, these are the people who know the episode rankings. You and I have no idea. And each and every week, we'll try and figure it out before we reveal what the episode is. Uh, we will do our best to discern uh, how, uh, uh, how an episode is going to come together. Uh, we are going to try and do just a blind guess at first, Mike, right, is the plan, where mm-hmm. we, we're going to have zero clues as to what we are about to talk about. But just can we use the force to kind of figure out which episode probably lands here? The force. Uh, we'll see if we can't guess it. Then we will uh, pull the lever that has a, a down-the-hatch sound clip from the episode that we're about to discuss, and we will see if you and I can't figure out what episode we're talking about based on do we have any memory of this sound clip from down the hatch pass that we are talking about? Uh, and if we can't get it based on that, then we're just gonna go through the episode, we'll reveal it, we'll see how close or how far away we were. We'll talk about the episode, we'll reminisce. We'll go over any fun facts, uh, any trivia along the way, and just have a really fun time doing it that way. Of course, we are open to feedback. Uh, We are open to to so much of your feedback along the way. Down the hatch at postshowrecaps.com remains open, as always. Uh, You could send us feedback about the rankings as they come through. Uh, Any stories you've got about the episodes that we've talked about? Any thoughts on uh, was something too low? Are you shocked that something hasn't showed up yet on the list? All of this is fair game. All of your stories about Lost, as we have been collecting all along the way here, greatly appreciated as we are going through these episode rankings. So that's down the hatch at postshowrecaps.com. That's about uh, the size of it. I guess I should also say, Mike, it's the start of a new month here. Mm-hmm. Uh, always the perfect time. To sign up for post show recaps on Patreon, if you want to support the podcast, make it possible for Down the Hatch and other shows that you listen to on this network to continue existing uh, a bonus while the uh, the naked Mike and Josh statue sticker is no longer available at that now. <laughs> You may have missed that particular boat. Uh, What we do have up right now is this down the hatch uh, sort of informal logo that you and I have been using, Mike Bloom, uh, for the last uh, year or so. Uh, as created by the incredible artist sammy kappa mm-hmm. uh this uh this illustration of your face and my face on a dharma logo that i love so so much we stare Damn. at it every time we do the podcast together because it pops up on our stream yard where we record these shows uh that has now been uh, immortalized in sticker form so if you sign up at the $15 level of the poster Recaps Patreon program, and you want to get another Down the Hatch sticker, another shot at that, um, this is available to you. It's a really cool piece of art. I really, really love it. Uh, strong suggestion that you consider signing up at that $15 or higher level to get this uh, this incredible Down the Hatch logo that Sammy made for us. We just look so happy in it, Mike.
3: Yeah, I think in the other sticker, which I love in a very different way, we feel very, for lack of a better term, stoic, you know, like very reserved, like this is our island in a manner of speaking. This is more so friendly. This is, you know, maybe if the the naked statue was the form of us when we are in, in Guam in the new mm-hmm. man in charge, when Ben comes to release us from, you know, our job. This is us at the very beginning of the job, right? Facing this orientation, bright eyed, bushy tailed, if you will. And specifically the best part much less nudity. It is just our heads. You, Everything is left to the imagination. So uh, if you want to check it out, it's very fun. It's like if Josh and I were almost starring in our own Looney Tunes cartoon, which we essentially are every time we hop on the mics. Clearly, yeah. I think Sammy did a fantastic job.
2: Yes. Uh, so consider it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. You get the episodes of Down the Hatch two days early than everybody else. Uh, as an additional perk if you sign up at any level of the poster recaps patreon so consider it if we've brought you any measure of joy it would uh, bring us so much joy to get to meet you uh so consider doing it patreon.com slash post show recaps so mike normally what would happen is uh we would launch into trying to to reveal an episode on the episode ranking list uh guessing it blindly playing a sound clip trying to guess it that way why don't we uh, just like kind of like dip our toes our four toes into the water and do like a sample let's just like do a, a sample to kind of like show what this is going to to be like what this podcast is going to be like for the next little while uh and so what we're going to do is uh we've got uh ben and brendan and jess and operation mattingly conspired to pick a random episode of lost not necessarily one of the bottom three episodes of lost mike just any Uh. episode of the show uh, to use as an example of how we are going to try and identify an episode of Lost. So first of all, I guess just blindly, what do we think they picked? Uh, there's a 100 I mean, plus episodes of Lost. We're calling it 111. We're combining uh, multi-parters. That gets us to 111 episodes. What do so we think So just they to be
3: clear, you're asking me not, yeah. not what episode's coming up. You're asking me what clip yeah. did they pick from over three. No, I'm asking hours you I'm asking
2: you from which episode oh. of Lost. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna say it's from our very first episode. I think it's gonna okay. be from our. Uh, was it called? We have to go back. I'm trying to remember what. I think it's what in the, which
2: we go, in which we go back.
3: In which we go back. Uh, very <laughs> very and just like that, I suppose, in terms of very odd. Oh, don't bring and just like that into
2: this podcast. Oh, there's a sir. shadow
3: developing above. Me. Is it. that a Peloton bike falling Get through it. my roof? Get it
2: out of here. Oh, is God. that like?
3: Uh, do you think Desmond was riding the Peloton in the hatch, and that's oh, what uh, ends up near? And killing him eventually, no, when everything but I,
2: flying towards him. I do think in Lost Two, Che Diaz is under, uh, is in one of the hatches. Uh, it mm. is very, 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 very possible. Um, all right. Uh, so you're gonna say it's in which we go back. I'm gonna guess that we are gonna hear a sound clip from, uh, I think it's gonna be from just throwing a dart at the wall. Think like Another something thing done in the hatch. Uh uh-huh, I think something well it's so we want to be in down the hatch territory which means the season in which we went down the hatch. So I'm going to guess season 2,
3: okay.
2: It's going to be my guess. Um and I don't think that it's going to be an episode that we are likely to talk about today and i'm guessing that we're going to be talking about fire plus water today just a hunch Mm,
3: that's a good call
2: (laughs) it's just a guess uh i think it's going to be it'll be close to that though so i'm just going to blindly guess the long con uh is going to be uh, it's going to be from the long con podcast is where this clip is going to be coming from mike
3: Okay, okay, so this is interesting. Two different strategies. I yep. will say logic versus lack thereof. Yeah, and we shall see what strategy wins out here.
2: Okay, so we've got a sound clip from this episode, and so first we do it blindly. Then we're going to listen to a sound clip, see if the sound clip can tip us off to what it is we were talking about, uh, that we're going to be talking about, and then we will reveal it officially. We've got invisible ink that we are working off mm-hmm. of, uh, which is uh, it feels very blast door map the way that we're doing this podcast, Mike.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to go on to Dark UFO and see (laughs) who's broke it down. I know what episode's coming up at four at 40. Oh, man, they can't wait for that. I have figured it all out.
2: Is Dark UFO Saul the drill, man? I mean, it it seems like it's the same person.
3: Uh, yeah, I think he's, he moonlights a bit, right? Yeah. Uh, there's only so many drilling months out of the year. Otherwise, he's bunkered himself up in chat rooms trying yes. to break down all the mythos.
2: All right, let's, uh, let's push the button. Let's hear the clip from this randomly selected episode of Lost to give you an idea of how this is going to go. Go a little bit outside of Ben's magic box here. And you
0: know, we, we, we've been doing
2: this a good amount of times. We've been doing this
3: probably what, like uh we're nearing 40 times, nearly 40 episodes or so. Oh my
2: God, probably at this I'm, point. I'm going to try close. to get
3: creative here, especially because, spoiler alert, Charlie is going to get a, a good amount of flack moving forward. But I want to, like you sort of said here, try to see if we can strip the character from the disease from from what has caused his behavior I'm going to get the ball rolling here Josh I'm going to give an LVP point to heroin <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay
3: this is present Mike interesting okay. yes. interesting
2: Wow oh my god So you
3: were you were much more despite using the lack of logic you were much more on the money than I was you were essentially like a couple of episodes off
2: Okay so can I just uh can I just say something Did you so cheat I- did well i listened i listened to the clip i listened to the clip beforehand
3: okay so you essentially the clip <laughs> gave yourself ample amounts of time to think this
2: through yeah i was trying to get through i was like i don't think that's fire plus water i
3: think
0: that's the long con i think i think that's the i'm long honestly
3: con. surprised that i mean i would imagine we're talking about raking charlie through the coals so this would be fire plus water because uh Well, actually, I mean, Homecoming is not a great
2: episode. That's not a great episode for him either. um, But he's not yet aware of heroin being still (laughs) on the island. And I feel like we were probably looking for things to blame for why Charlie acts the way he acts in the long con. And I think that that might be why heroin gets dinged up. But it's also possible that it's just from fire plus water. And this is like a double whammy on the part of Ben and yeah. Brendan in Operation I, Mattingly.
3: I think it's fire plus water because I do recall us, for lack of a better term, breaking water on that because I think, at least when I came in, like I passed Mike mentioned, I did not want to dunk on Charlie too hard and let just, just be something that slams him to the bottom of the LVP list and so I was trying to find some outs in a way, much like my favorite Don Mattingly in his position as coach. <laughs> Don! Uh, and, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's happening. So uh. I, I think that fire plus water does make sense as the very first time I gave an LVP point to heroin. I do agree that I think I might've accredited to him, maybe not in the long con, but maybe in some other stuff. But I think certainly fire plus water. It's probably when I started the, the bad heroin trend.
2: Okay. Um, so I haven't looked at the answer. I did listen to the sound clip the other day, just as I was like uh, audio checking a little bit. Uh, my apologies for the subterfuge, Mike, but now we will reveal which episode this was actually from. You're locking in fire plus water. Mm-hmm. I'll, st- I'll stay with the long con. I'll stay. With, with a huge asterisk uh, if I get this right. Uh, so we will highlight the answer. And the episode is the 23rd Psalm. We were what both on. Wait, what? The 23rd Psalm is where we gave it to 23rd Psalm, that's me, <laughs> <hey>, there's
3: 23 <laughs> of us.
2: Psalm, the drill man. <laughs> um, okay, so we were like relatively located in the right yeah. spot
3: that's what like episode 10 or so of season two. And I think fire plus water is episode 12. So it's relatively yeah. in, in that range.
2: Yes. So it's relatively in that range. Um, it makes sense that this is where we decided to give uh, heroin an LVP point. And by we, I mean you Mike, uh, because it's not only going to be somewhat um, uh, you know, of an explanation for why Charlie is behaving the way that he is uh, in season two and gets him into a lot of hot water with Claire when this has been something that he's been hiding from her, but also it's an echo flashback. And uh, the Virgin Mary statues and the heroine was the source of so much emotional trauma, uh, arguably the death of Yemi. We see literally heroin on the show. So it's literally on the show uh, and therefore loosely eligible for an LVB point. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Also makes sense because I feel like the 23rd Psalm is an episode that. We'll talk about probably like mid-pack would be my guess. Like, I think we're probably like a few months away from talking about the 23rd Psalm.
3: This is going to be, in my opinion, the hardest part of this entire endeavor is I think that you and I have a good general sense as to what would be the consensus bottom 10 episodes of Lost and top 10 episodes of Lost. That leaves roughly 90 or so episodes that are in the middle that, to be honest, you and I are going to spend the vast majority of this experiment saying, uh, I don't know, the the hunting party? Right. Uh, like, where do the hell does fall? Should the, the hunting fall?
2: party just be our default until we get to the hunting party? Our default blind guess?
3: I do feel like there was an episode of Lost that we actually said is the most like average episode of Lost. Now, of course, at this moment, I'm forgetting it, which is going to make this all the more entertaining as we go through this entire exercise. In fact, the purpose behind this was as Operation Manningly was going along, and in particular, I, I gotta, you know, credit Mike Edwards, who was binge listening to Down the Hash, catching up to our coverage of the end, and made mentions of so many things that you and I both forgot about that I think you and I were both tickled by this idea of let's listen to ourselves talk about loss because Mm -hmm. we forgot the majority of what we actually said about it i have a feeling there is like a standard fair episode of loss that we gave that title to it is escaping my mind at the moment but if if a hatchling out there wants to give it to us that will be like my consummate substitute for everything in that 90 episode rage where i'm like uh, I don't know. Uh, let's say the glass ballerina probably. Okay. Probably from like 95 to about 50. I'll, I'll guess the glass ballerina for everything.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think glass ballerina is probably going to come up sooner than later, but I do think it's going to be a while before we're talking about a Mr. Echo episode. So, uh, good, good one. Uh, cheating is not going to get you anywhere in life as I just discovered. Trying to give myself like a twenty-four hour head start on trying to figure out what was the the episode here. I really I really gave it gave it my all here, Mike. I really tried. It's really okay.
3: Did. Listen, it's a sloppy start, but we have nowhere <laughs> to go but up. And look, the other thing is, uh comparatively, we just again asked to guess a random episode. Mm-hmm. Now, In this podcast, at least, we have a little bit of the training wheels on. The bumpers are up when it comes to the proverbial bowling alley here because we're going to talk about the bottom three episodes of Lost. I think you and I both have a good general sense as to what is going to populate that group. The order might be a little bit off, but I feel more supremely confident. This was the scratch paper, the rough draft, the sloppy copy. I'm ready for final draft.
2: Okay. All right. Well, let's log into our final draft account uh and begin this process mike so what's about to happen is we are going to reveal the bottom ranked episode of lost as per down the hatch as per the system that we have implemented all throughout the podcast your score my score the audience score and we are going to find out what the lowest rated episode of all of lost is and let's let's start with the blind guess because i think this one is probably like the easiest to, to do some at least generic blind guessing conversation. I think that uh, there are episodes we are for sure going to talk about today. It's mm-hmm. My question is in what order? Um, and the two that I feel the most confident are on are one of them is the easiest consensus pick. Uh, in fact, what I think from the cold open that we listened to in this podcast, what, what I had said at the top that we're going to talk about the consensus pick as the worst episode of Lost, I imagine that was from our Stranger in a Strange Land podcast. Uh, How did Jack get his tattoos? Mm -hmm. You can talk to anyone about Lost who doesn't still do the deep dive into Lost, and many of the people who do, I think would say that that is the worst episode of Lost. Is that how it goes for down the hatch? Uh, Because I definitely was, you know, I've been out here, Trying my darndest to rehabilitate the reputation of Stranger in a Strange Land at least to a degree. I gave it a 2.61 uh, when I did my score on Stranger in a Strange Land, just going back and checking that real quick. Um, was that enough to undo the damage that you did, Mike? With a 1.4 was your score for Stranger in a Strange Land. And I'm not looking at the listener average right now. I'm just looking at yours and mine. No more cheating. Um, Nope, no. I mean, pulling in some data where it's relevant because I think like, we're going to talk about Stranger in a Strange Land. Is it the the down-the-hatch worst episode of Lost? Um, I'm just going to guess yes. I think that's easy. I think it's clean. I think that that's what we're going to get into here with the first episode. I don't necessarily agree with it ultimately, but I do think that that's going to be the answer for down-the-hatch.
3: Uh, it's interesting because I had a different option in mind, which is an episode that I also think we'll be talking about today. But like you said, I don't know in what order. I'm debating if I want to keep it in my pocket for
2: now, or if you want me to present my argument here. Um. Well, give me your blind guess. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna hear what it is. We can. You know, if you want to wait for your argument, that's fine. But I, I would love to know uh, what you're thinking.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, just copy and paste it like an hour from now if it turns out that this is not episode number 111, because I do think it's going to be a part of this batch. But let me make, for lack of a better term, my case for why this might be the worst episode is because I do think whatever the case may be Hmm. is one of those episodes that, like you said, like uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, is fairly universally reviled. But I think what it does not benefit from is stranger in a strange land. Like you said, get some eyes popping towards it, right. As one of the worst episodes, it was one of not one of our longest podcasts, but we dedicated a fair amount of time to really dressing down and undressing this episode to figure out what was good about it. What was bad about it, mostly bad, what could be improved about it, etc. whatever the case may be, I think is one of the more forgotten bad episodes of
2: Lost. Uh, We we were really hard on it at the time, too.
3: Yeah, because I... Well, that's the thing is we can certainly talk about it when it comes to that section. I think it is the first clunker of an episode of Lost. I think it really doesn't benefit from the fact that whatever you say about the 10, the 11 episodes prior, like they all work on a relative level. This was the first episode of Lost that I feel like just fundamentally did not work. Yeah, Yeah. and I think, you know, it laid out some stuff that was going to come bear out in the future, you know, the unsatisfactory Kate flashback episodes, a lot of the teasing with the Jack and Kate stuff on Island. But since it's back in season one and it's not as talked about as, Stranger in a Strange Land, Fire Plus Water, Across the Sea, etc. cetera, that I could see some people, especially being drawn to your argument, bumping up their Stranger in Strange Land score a smidge, whereas I don't know how many people are so persuaded or even dissuaded from our arguments against whatever the case may be and changing their scores thusly. So I do wonder if it's a matter of just to, due to being forgotten about as a bad episode of loss and still scored low, if whatever the case may be, I still say it's going to be in the bottom three here in this podcast, but I'm really mulling it over as to whether or not I think it's going to be one eleven.
2: I think I'm I'm going to be really surprised if we aren't talking about Stranger to Strange Land, whatever the case may be, and Fire plus Water today. I think it's those three, and it's just a question of what order. And then I think that there is a potential X factor in Across the Sea, I think could be in the mix here. Uh, But I think that it's those three of those four. I'm really, I feel I would be shocked and not shot, hopefully, by future me uh, if uh, if it's not in here. Okay, so those, so you're locking whatever the case may be. I'm locking in a stranger in a strange land. So we're going to play a clip from the episode of Down the Hatch in which we talked about the lowest-ranked episode of all of Lost coming in at number 111. This is going to be Josh and Mike from the past talking about this episode. Let's see if this gives us any further clarity, Mike.
3: There is something that I've discovered in the myriad pieces of pop culture that I've taken in ha- really, really unnerves me. Sends my skin crawling, like makes me sort of break out in a flop sweat. For some reason, makes me feel disproportionately uncomfortable to the innocence that's being portrayed on screen. That thing is adults acting and dressing like babies. (laughs) I don't know why, but every time I see it, my heart goes into palpitations. My legs start jittering. I need to get up and do something. I feel like I can't be sitting there. I feel like what I'm watching is wrong. It's not right. I'm a pretty open person, you know, but this is where I draw the line. <laughs> That's your line. <laughs> That's my line. Who are you coming with? As long as you're not wearing diapers, you're fine with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll admit that, yes, some people might find this scene comical. This scene is one of the most cringeworthy to me in lost history because its highlights are four. Grown men (laughs) wearing diapers.
2: I think now I love the scene. (laughs) I I think I love it. I think I love it. I think I love it. I think I do. I think I love it. I've cited this as like the reason why this episode is bad. But look, life is hard right now <laughs> for everybody. Uh, like I've had like a fairly rough week this week, and watching this, I could not stop laughing. And now hearing how personally triggering it is for you, <laughs> for like like intangible, indecipherable reasons of like you just like feeling like there is something cosmically wrong yes. about adults dressing up as babies, which I'm not necessarily refuting, <laughs> but doesn't send my skin crawling off my body as it does for you. I was
3: sitting skinless on my couch,
2: <laughs> My skin moved to another room to be like, I'm out of here until I th- we come I, back. I think that that only moves the needle upward no! on the you all, everybody's for no! me. No! Because, <laughs> because I think it takes a lot to find something that is like too far for Mike Bloom, <laughs> like what is what is it? What goes past full bloom? <laughs> it, 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 it's cypher. It's some some adult. It's, it's an adult baby. All right, this is present, Mike. So wow, we, so we, sometimes we, 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 these sound clips are really going to reveal a lot because clearly, uh, shockingly, the bottom-ranked episode is the constant. Uh, yeah. Because in which we were talking about your constant companion uh, as a nightmare through Lost, adult babies in that episode of Lost, Mike.
3: Well, people forget that Graham McTavish uh, appears actually <laughs> in a diaper, being like, "Get your salt and a fume and change my nappy." Graham McTavish is such a good boy. It's only because he's been showing up in The Witcher that he is uh, uh, top of mind for me. So essentially, Josh, you and I were playing a shell <laughs> game here where there were three possible episodes. Yeah. See how like you and I are brilliant enough to pick everything but the episode that yes. was the bottom-ranked episode. Yes. And honestly, like I am super happy about this, maybe because I am one-third of the ranking system. I have said many, many times, including in the episode proper, this is my least favorite episode of Lost. I came in here thinking... It's not gonna be the consensus least favorite. Like I can I can I can unfortunately take that home. I'm elated right now. I lost, but I won. That my least favorite episode of Lost is now DTH's official least favorite episode of Lost.
2: Yeah, I love this. Uh, so it, it, we're, we're, I'm, I'm looking at the Invisitex. Obviously, it's officially Fire Plus Water is the bottom ranked episode of Lost, according to Down the Hatch. And I feel good about this as well, Mike. Um, this is uh, every time I've done a Lost episode ranking that I've had any measure of control over, uh, I did this. For, for MTV in 2014. I did this for The Hollywood Reporter in 2019. Uh, and in both of those cases, Fire Plus Water was my bottom-ranked episode of Lost. And I think it is appropriate that as we were talking about You All Every Buddies, that it should be the bottom-ranked episode <laughs> of Lost. Some facts about this. The average score uh, for Fire Plus Water was a 1.8635. For fire plus water obviously it is four out of four of charlie centric episodes um but if we were to do this if we were to take your score and my score out of this mike and leave it only to the listener rankings of uh episodes of lost for down the hatch this wouldn't be the bottom ranked episode Mm. of lost it would be the second to last it would be in uh coming in at 110 would be fire plus water. So I'm curious to find out what is the bottom ranked episode of lost according to the listeners. Uh, But you and I being as harsh on fire plus water as we were uh, a 2.3 from me, a 1.2 from you, Mike, uh, that does put fire plus water in the back. And I do think that this is an episode. Like when I go back and think about it, my biggest memories, my biggest positive memories associated with fire plus water. Now are absolutely the conversation we just heard um finding out that you had this huge crippling fear about adult babies
3: why do you say fear fear i people have have misappropriated this i don't think i'm afraid like if you put me in a haunted house with a man dressed as a baby i'm not gonna jump out of my pants Uh, i would say i'm more so just i listened to the clip i listened to the clip i think you'd jump out of your pants you said you would literally jump out of your skin yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's it's more so about a creepiness thing. So you than a keep fear the
2: pants thing. on, but the skin you take the pants off, but the skin stays on. Or is yeah, the pants stay on the, the, stay on, the skin, skin stays comes off. off? I want to be it. a
3: skeleton in a pair of old navy jeans. This is, is real zombie
2: season in. stuff. Exactly.
3: So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't necessarily like fear to me is like my heart's racing. You know, I break out into a flop. So I don't necessarily feel that. It's more as I feel disgust, right? Mm -hmm. I think fear is a different feeling than disgust.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I think that that conversation... Is indelibly imprinted in my mind. I think it is one of those moments that, for many people, uh, is indelibly imprinted. Uh, the incredible Shauna, who made the memorable uh, Josh and Mike as Naked Lords of the Island mm-hmm. uh, sticker, uh, created incredible art. Uh, once upon a while, of you and me as adult babies uh. in the cage in which they do you all, everybody's, uh, and it always makes me laugh every time <laughs> I <laughs> I think about it. One of the things about this episode that I feel like is very representative of why I still love Lost so much is that if this is the worst episode of the show, this show freaking rocked, man, because at least they swung for something. And I'm not talking about the You All Every Butties (laughs) commercial, but they were doing some, like, you know, uh, visually stylistic stuff with, like, the religious tableaus and these ideas that, you know, were, like, kind of, like, cracking through the fourth wall of like the the painting you know the painterly quality of charlie's visions it doesn't stick it doesn't it doesn't hold quite the way that you want it to and i think maybe if they committed to that bit a little bit harder fire plus water is a much stronger episode um but i think that at least like even in the worst episode of lost there were like decent instincts right or at least like interesting instincts at play um so i like this as the bottom ranked episode
3: I mean, I very much do as well. To your point, that is why I did not think this would be the least, the worst episode, I should say, is because, you know, when I saw people talking about the episode, even at the time... You, they were making the same salient points you were, right? Of, okay, there are some cinematography things that are interesting, whether you said it is the Christ-like imagery of you, Claire, on the beach, or even things like Charlie's Dreams, where it sort of uh, b- brings in the Christmas stuff with all the other trippy things going on. So, and this is the point that was made a bit about Across the Sea as well, and I think one reason why that episode is not going to be something we talk about this week is, I do think for a lot of people, they admire audacity above complacency, right, of, hey, at least you tried something. Right. As opposed to sitting on your laurels and Yanni's and saying, oh, okay, uh, we'll just make an episode of Lost and sort of go through the motions. And I would agree in that regard. And so I could, I that's why, again, I went to something like whatever the case may be, which I feel like is more uninspired than something like Fire Plus Water, which takes a swing. But that being said, while I can admire swinging, it doesn't help If you swing a baseball bat and you, like, crack yourself in the head (laughs) with the bat, which Uh is what Fire Plus Water is, it is an actively destructive episode, in my opinion. Which, again, I think is different than something like a whatever the case may be, which is not good but doesn't destroy a character. That, again, is what is my main takeaway from the episode, besides, obviously, my own personal skeletons coming out of the closet, is just- Exactly, is how much we loved Charlie or to a certain extent, you know, tolerated Charlie coming out of coming out of season one. You know, he certainly had his moments, especially in the beginning of the season when he was going through withdrawal. But there was this really nice kindling story of him being in recovery, becoming a better man, for lack of a better term, finding love with Claire. And to be honest, I think it's because they either wanted to explore the storyline or had no idea what to do with the character they throw it away temporarily to have Charlie questionably relapse. This was another big question throughout the episode, right? Was, okay, is Charlie truly using again? Is he not? And just being tricked by the island or still going through withdrawal. But either way, it is a really big flagging. It's a flare being sent up from a falling plane is what it is. The Charlie character is the beachcraft at this point, in my opinion. He is nosediving at this moment. Sends up a flare to the point where, again, he is caught drowning a child, essentially, uh, just by sleepwalking, taking baby Aaron out to the middle of the ocean. Really felt it this time around as Asher was, you know, fairly around Aaron's age when we right, ended up right. watching it. And so I really do feel like, especially this time around, Charlie does some incredibly unforgivable things. And watching it both in the moment and now, it just really sucks watching it, knowing both what we saw from the character in season one, his sort of redemptive stuff or the the sweet solid stuff we're going to see in season three, that we have this really spoiled meat in the middle of the sandwich of the Charlie Hume.
2: But it is one of those things that is, uh, you know, makes it really impressive that, they make you feel the way you feel about Charlie by the end, having like butchered the character as badly as they do in season two, uh, that they're able to build that back up is, you know, the the arc of improvement is, is very impressive to me still. Um, but yeah, not a good episode of the show. A great example of like, yeah, we got a lot of episodes, folks. We got a lot of episodes here. It's going to be hard to, to do them all. Um, I gave negative three points to heroin because uh, you wow, he had okay. already popped the seal uh and
3: that's interesting because i thought the seal was popped this episode but apparently it was two episodes ago so i guess i'm happy that i opened that door so you You could waltz on through and just hammer down heroin i mean i would imagine that i had then assigned a lot of stuff to charlie and you probably took the sympathetic route as i mentioned before and you said you know i don't want to be john Locke. i don't want to beat up on charlie too much let me just throw it all onto heroin and blame that for it
2: yeah uh i think that that sounds that sounds right um You and I still hate you all, everybody's, even though I gained new appreciation for it because of what it did to you and therefore what it did to us on the podcast. Uh, Not everybody hated it, Mike. Uh, The birthday king himself, Eric Divestein, had written back in April of 2020. Uh, You guys have been using this episode and in particular the you all, everybody scene as your poster child for a bad flashback. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I actually thought it was fine. Now, the episode as a whole was one of the weaker ones, to be fair. But as for the flashbacks, I contend that the you-all-everybody scene is funny. That was from Eric. Okay. Uh, Everyone
3: is titled to their own opinion.
2: <laughs> that sounds say. like the name of an episode of Lost.
3: Yeah, exactly. Entitled to your own opinion, where it's like, I don't know, uh, Dharma Days, Sawyer, and Miles do, like, the Dharma Kids uh, debate club. Uh, uh, and they they host opposite sides of the hostiles issue. Yeah, absolutely.
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Okay, Mike. So that is the the weakest episode of Lost. According to Down the Hatch, it's out of the way. It's fire plus water. So what comes next? All right, so we're coming in for for episode 110 on the listings. Uh, this is not the, is this the, is this the, it's not the penultimate. I don't know what you call it no. here. If it's. I is mean, it, second I guess the second to last <laughs> uh, the number two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in some ways then fire plus water really would have worked as the number two episode here uh, today. Uh, but coming in, in 110th um i guess i'll just hold are you just gonna hold your line here uh, um, so i'm gonna stick with stranger in a strange land yeah so now
3: i'm debating knowing what i know now about fire plus water being at the bottom oh maybe i will default back to your guess yeah yeah Oh, is that like a Waltz call?
2: Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) Okay,
3: I was confused. I thought it was a song that you were going into, and I was trying to rack my brain up, okay, what is that a parody (laughs) of? Is there a song called Default, which would maybe be one of the worst song titles (laughs) I've heard in
2: my life? Uh Yeah. Like,
3: you just couldn't click a renamed track on the iTunes folder and just named it Default by accident Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of calling it like song.exe or something. I'm actually, I'm going to switch here. Uh, it's the Monty Hall paradox, right? I'm going to switch because now I'm thinking, okay, so they're, we're slamming down bad flashback episodes. And not to say whatever the case may be isn't a bad cave flashback episode. But there are a good amount of bad Kate flashback episodes. Hey, uh,
2: I wouldn't be mad at having a Kate flashback episode on the bottom ranked podcast this week. I'll tell you what. We yeah, can leave so, it there.
3: So now I'm thinking about, OK, does Infamy win out at the end of the day? And again, yeah. because I felt Fire Plus Water was such Charlie character assassination. I wouldn't say that Stranger in a Strangeland is Jack character assassination. But I think certainly it is a like flash.
2: It's flashback assassination, I think. Like, this is the one, Stranger in a Strange Land, where it's like, all right, wrap it up. You know, like, we got to figure out what we're going to do here. Uh, It's, you know, infamous amongst the audience, but it's also that it's infamous amongst the creators as well.
3: Yeah, so I would imagine, actually, I'm going to swap. I'm going to get in the boat with you before Mr. Friendly blows it up. And I'm going to say Stranger in a Strange Land. Is episode 110. I think whatever the case may be, much like Kate is able to escape yet again, and slip away. We are the Edward Mars left holding the bag here with Stranger in a Strange Land.
2: All right, we're going into this hand-in-hand, into this strange land together. We'll see if we're right. Let's listen to a clip from whichever podcast this was about for this episode. See if it illuminates anything any further, Mike. Mike Bloom, my score starts at a 3. <sighs> <laughs> you evil evil man. This, this is it's m- October and this is my October surprise. Oh wait, it's October? It, Nobody told me. That's right, Count Jackula. This is and how I can- got my tattoo. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I wasn't sure until I heard <laughs> that boo. Yeah, all right, it's us. We're back. We're back. Um, hilarious. Uh, yeah, I remember coming into Stranger in a Strange Land, which is uh, coming in in the number two, uh, the number two spot, uh, 110th, the 110th best episode of Lost. Why don't we spin this positively, Mike? Uh, the 110th best episode of Lost, as opposed to the second worst episode of Lost is indeed Stranger in a Strange Land, according to Dan the Hatch. Yeah, I remember walking into that podcast with extreme chaotic energy. <laughs> it's like, I'm coming to defend this thing. I've been saying I'm going to defend it for years. And then I wa- I remember watching the episode, I got to defend it. <laughs> I said I would defend it. You just uh, want in resolve. I, I, I'm
3: going to, I guess I have to now. I made my bed. It doesn't but, matter that the springs are sticking out of the mattress and cockroaches are living in the pillowcase.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, that's how we were going to do it. that uh, and, and The plan was the we would chip away at that three, and how much lower could we ultimately go? And I went to a 2.61 is where I ultimately went. Uh, I thought I, I, I had to give it like a meaningful uh, kind of arbitrary distinction against further instructions, which I contend is a worse episode of Lost. I huh. would say further instructions. I would rather watch Stranger in a Strange Land. Fight me. Uh, don't bite me, but fight me. Uh, I would I would still say that, Mike, because uh, I would rather watch Stranger in a Strange Land. And I got down to a 2.61, and that is not the lowest score I've given in an episode of Lost. Uh, and in all of the episode rankings that I've ever done, the MTV list, where did I put Stranger in a Strange Land? Do I always put it at 100? Uh, yep, and the MTV list, it's. A, I put it at 100. Wow. Uh, and on the Hollywood Reporter list, I put it at 100 as well. Uh, because I, wanna, I always want to make the argument that there are worse episodes than Stranger in a Strange Land, and Stranger in a Strange Land is a lazy pick. But it's not a good episode of Lost. This is a bad episode of Lost. And according to the listeners, it is the worst episode of Lost. Uh, this is at the very bottom of the pure listener rankings from The Hatchlings, Mike.
3: Now, this is a good question. So let's go back now to... Not just my rankings, so I guess I have to go back to my scores while we're talking as well to figure out. I believe it's my second worst. I'm fairly sh- No, actually, I might have put Across the Sea in my second worst. I can't remember if I like Stranger in a Strangeland better. But I'm going back now. Listen, I have no formally published. I'm not a big city entertainment journalist like you. Uh, but I do have my lost episode rankings from when we did that round robin Rankings mm-hmm. with you, me, and Antonio, and AJ, and AJ like Mass. Yeah, AJ Mass. Yes, uh, sorry, and a couple of guest spots from Joe Garfine as well. I came in with my own rankings, and so far, two for two. Fire plus Water was my least favorite episode, and Stranger in a Strange Land was right above it. So, yeah. uh, so far, I am in harmony with my own past self, which is good. Hopefully, that means well for my future self that I do not decide to kill my present self. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a lot of not good in this episode. I know the big case that you had made was that this really does set up Jack in through the Looking Glass, right? Yes. That your argument is we have to see Jack truly bottom out, and boy does he bottom in this episode. With you know this uh, seemingly takes place about after everything from A Tale of Two Cities, where you know Sarah divorces him, he ends up confronting his dad in an AA meeting, and he's washed up takes a sojourn to Thailand where he ends up getting like a forbidden tattoo uh, and ends up getting beat up by Biling's brother and all the, the Thailand bros. And it's just a symbol to him of how far he has fallen. I will still contend that after watching the flashback in a tale of two cities, which I think is underrated, frankly, that I think this is unnecessary that I still think you could, you could put two and two together about Jack bottoming it out and still get the we have to go back twist and believe that it could be a flashback that bearded jack is still in the past that this feels fairly superfluous in that regard some other stuff to mix in here the on island stuff is really muddled the by far the strongest thing about this entire episode is the introduction of that famous Juliet song
2: yeah oceans apart uh yeah
3: and, and and if that's the strongest thing you can say about an episode that's fairly weak
2: yeah for sure and i do think that it's another example of like you know, Giacchino didn't miss, you know, that that guy never misses. Uh, and so any episode of Lost is going to have great music because Giacchino always brought it. But he brings in a piece of music that we had yet to hear. That is really one of my favorites is Oceans Apart, which comes in at the end of the episode and does always get me every single time. And I think that that for me is another reason why like I could never rate this as the worst Um, But that's a that's a very subjective thing. And that's not going to be, you know, uh, you know, a requirement for for absolutely everybody uh, or a consideration even for for absolutely everybody. Um, There were some takes on uh, back in the day of of why Stranger in a Strange Land was quite as bad as it was Um, the, the great Jesse Camacho had written in that uh, his rating would have been if it was just the stupid Jack tattoo stuff, it would have been a two point five, but with the horrible subplot involving Sawyer and Kate uh, and Sawyer and Kate, you know, going with Carl and yeah, Sawyer I remember doing there's the bro talk with Carl. there's
3: a lot of skate bickering in this episode because this yeah. takes place two episodes after not in Portland where they essentially make their escape from Hydra Island, which is super exciting. And this is sort of that unfortunate transitory period of, okay, now they're eventually going to find their way back to camp, but what they do, do they do in the meantime? And it was sort of not a hard reset, but a lot of teasing stuff after everything that happened in the cages in the first few episodes, it felt like, again, one of those necessities that came on behalf of the network, on behalf of writers that really did not play for me. I think one of my major takeaways, honestly, from the watch through that we did is just how at the ripe age of 30 to 32, Josh, just how over the love triangle and love quadrangle stuff I was. Maybe it's this idea of, I know that loss is about the journey, not the destination, but to me, the journey of these people, these couples finding each other really wasn't it for me. And this is one microcosm of that, of, okay, Kate and Sawyer had a lot of chemistry, but, oh, now they're arguing. What's going to happen? Does Jade equal fate or Skate equal fate? It's just a very negatively tinged episode in general. Not to mention the on-island stuff, on Hydra Island stuff, is not good. You know, when we came into season three, we were really excited about this idea of demystifying the others. We had seen so many snatches of them. We finally met their leader. What's going to happen? Even in the first group of episodes in season three, while not the strongest, there's some interesting dynamics set up in Hydra Island, specifically with the character of Juliet. Here, much like with the skate stuff, they had to kind of say, all right, well, we have to do with the fallout of what happened in not in Portland, right? Juliet kills Danny Pickett. What's going to happen with that? And as a result, we bring in Isabel, who is one of the worst one-time characters we have seen on the show, yeah, who just comes I and like-
2: goes. I feel like if they'd like done more with her maybe, but they just like get her once and then abandon the idea. Like if you had something more to do with Isabel, maybe, but I don't know if I want to will that into existence, you know, thinking about some of the other characters who they do keep around who sucked on the first pass and probably continued to suck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I don't know if that fixes the Isabel problem. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a very unsavory episode from like Ben's point of view and the others culturally. But I think that I had argued at the time, and I still feel this way that it's not inconsistent with Ben uh, and the and the Ben who we are dealing with through so much of lost. That you get to the end of it and we're you know kind of gushing about Hurley's new best friend because uh, he does have something of a redemptive final season or at least the beginning of some possibilities of redemption. But he's a bad guy. Uh, so I, <laughs> yeah. I I think it. But I think that, you know, whether or not that's consistent with character, uh, if that is more important than this was unpleasant to watch. It's not. Uh, it was unpleasant. to It was unpleasant to watch. Uh, so yeah. there's just no world where this wasn't going to be a bottom three episode in sort of a consensus list. And I imagine, uh, yes, uh, indeed, the cold open from uh, the podcast for this week was indeed from our conversation about Stranger in a Strange Land. Which, by the way, we reached 108 patrons of post-show recaps while recording Stranger in a Strange Land. All right, well, uh, something,
3: another good thing to come out of it. We're two yeah. for two in, like, good good times with recordings, not such a good time with episodes. So I'm looking back now. This is indeed, with Present Mike as well, my second least favorite episode. Uh, I gave this a 1.4 as opposed to the 1.2 I gave Fire Plus Water. And you really hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. With both of these episodes we talked about so far, I think there are certainly bad episodes of Lost. These felt uncomfortable for me, whether it was like character assassination, really cringy moments, or just things that I did not necessarily like. I I said this all the time back in Fire Plus Water, but I'll say it again. I can appreciate something, but I can certainly not like something. And I feel like that's the case with both these episodes where, again, they make choices, but I both question the choices and also can say these things do not necessarily make me enjoy watching the show.
2: Uh, Obviously, it's the bottom-ranked Jack episode, uh, but also I think, Mike, that this is going to be a big outlier in Jack episodes. Uh, You know, Jack episodes tend to be, uh, I think, pretty highly rated. So I don't think we're going to talk about a Jack-centric again for a while probably not until the hunting party would be my guess uh and i think that the hunting party which is what we will guess every single time right is what we had <laughs> yeah. said uh, yeah, i don't think party. i don't think we talk about the hunting party until at the soonest march would be my bet uh you know i think maybe even a little bit further down the line than that uh so that i do think that might be another piece of the reason why this episode got dinged up so much is you get it. You know that you're getting into a Jack episode and you expect a lot, and then you get this. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not great.
3: It's not ideal. In, interesting in our notes here. Uh, this is, I guess, maybe Ben and Brendan are making a counter of the number of episodes in which we mentioned the peach man, Ray Mullen. Uh, uh-huh. we, we do in this episode. I would not imagine the context as to why.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot possibly think of why we would have brought peaches uh, from Ray Mullen's farm into the equation uh maybe they were were they going to send carl to ray's farm
3: perhaps maybe it's this idea of going abroad how kate was taken in by ray mullen as opposed to what jack experiences with achara where mm-hmm. he starts to... that's the other thing as well is I, I can't remember i do remember that we definitely cited the interview that Biling gave with the hatch uh I it believe. was it was
2: the storm it was, was it an interview storm? with okay. joanna robinson yeah
3: yeah, and I know we we mentioned that I still don't think she's a good part of this episode. Uh Biling is fine, I guess as an actress, but I just think the character in general was not great. And I do think
2: I gave in- Atra a- an MVP point.
3: <laughs> well, you did. You did commend her for like giving Jack the tattoo, right? Yeah. Like it was taboo to give the tattoo. Yet she go ahead and she went through with it at the end of the day. But I do find it interesting. You know, this is a comment that was mentioned. I think in our podcast last time, maybe about the idea of how some of the women characters were underwritten. And maybe that's sort of the, the consequence of having the showrunners be two white men. There is a little bit of like ookiness to me in this episode, right? Of, I don't know if any Asian writers were brought in to write this episode, but if it's just like, Hey, here's our largely white writers room talking about a trip to Thailand. It's not the best feeling. No,
2: it's definitely not. Um, Okay, I, I think that Stranger in a Strange Land not being bottom ranked is probably the biggest victory Stranger in a Strange Land could have hoped for. I love that I'm giving it sentience as if uh, yeah. these episodes are people.
3: I'm just imagining it being like, I don't know, this Igor looking like mute and like, oh, thank yeah. you, Father. Thank you. Do you want to know how I got my tattoos? No, he's, uh, he's all tattoos. He's just like covered uh, up like that one character from Heroes season four.
2: Oh my God, it's the stranger. Uh, welcome stranger what are you buying <laughs> oh, what are you selling yeah.
3: oh my goodness
2: yeah it's a Cohelo. uh one of las plagas is stranger in a strange land uh yeah i like that this unsightly episode is not the bottom ranked <laughs> episode of lost uh you know uh that's a victory that's a victory i mean it's doing
3: it your own hand this was my second least favorite episode it was the hatchling's least favorite episode it's because of your score so you're yeah. be like thank you me i yeah. did it
2: yeah uh future josh is congratulating past josh <laughs> on the victory Uh, And pretending to be present, Josh, as well. Uh, So timelines colliding here as Stranger in a Strange Land is the 110th best episode of Lost. Uh, All right. So we'll do one more today. uh, Round it out with three. And then it's going to be four for the foreseeable future until we decide to change things up. We reserve the right. Um, So uh, you had mentioned whatever the case may be as a possible contender here going all the way back to season one you know back in season one we were getting a lot more um feedback and rankings than we did towards the end of Lost, just because every episode of down the hatch was seven hours uh and i'm sure hard to keep up with for for many of the people who who joined us early on i don't know if that is a good or bad sign for whatever the case may be showing mm. up early here you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah yeah will there be some like recency bias that will catapult some of the later season sh- uh, episodes into the bottom three or not another episode there's a couple of episodes that come to mind that could be hitting here
3: yeah I have, I have another one in mind as well
2: um if we're doing blind guessing i guess i will just lock it into whatever the case may be but i th- think that there's a decent chance that we will have two season two episodes here oh on the bottom three. interesting
3: i uh, i did not think of of oh yeah you're that's a very good choice as well i had another one off the table as well so i'm assuming you were talking about a drift
2: yeah i think a drift is a contender i think if we're not getting a drift today we're getting a drift next week for sure
3: Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Adrift is another one, like whatever the case may be, that really does not benefit from where it falls in this season. We talked about the sort of Rashomon effect that happens in the first three episodes of season two, which is Man of Science, Man of Faith, then Adrift, then Orientation, how this is by far the weakest one where now we essentially spend an episode of Michael and Sawyer on just separate sections of the raft, the what's left of the raft, just arguing with each other the entire time the excruciating effect of Sawyer digging out uh, a bullet out of his shoulder that's eventually going to become infected. And then after this like big reveal last week, right, of Desmond, this random guy from Jack's past being in the hatch, we then have to go back in time like our future selves do and replay, okay, what happened when Kate and Locke went into it? And you do have some interesting things from Desmond and Locke. And it, it does produce a moment that does make me cry for the first time on the podcast, which is, the scene where Michael says goodbye to Walt, but that's much more of a me thing than it is an episode quality thing. Uh, That I think is one of the first times, again, maybe besides something like whatever the case may be, where you feel like something is off. And I think it's a bit of a precursor of some of the growing pains that exist in season two. May I make another suggestion? Yes, please. I mean, I think this would be a little low for it, but let me mention an episode that you previously mentioned. What about further instructions?
2: Yeah, I think further instructions is going to be on this one or next week, but I think it's going to be next week. I think, I think people like a John Locke episode. Um, is, is John Locke Pot Farmer so infamous that it gets bottom three status? I don't know that it does. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it, obviously. I don't think that it should be out of, you know, it's got to be in the hundreds, Further instructions. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know?
3: I, that's I mean, that's my third least favorite uh in the 2015 rankings that I did, where it's just, you know, it it has Locke doing that moment of silence for a while. It has the sort of like a beginnings of a hole Charlie just sort of bickering with Locke while they look for Echo the entire time. It has the terrible polar bear CGI when and sort of like the near-death experience that Echo has, only for him to survive. So It's a rough one as well. I got to think it's between further instructions, Adrift, and whatever the case may be. Like Those are the three that I'm circling around, much like Dharma Sharks at this moment.
2: Yeah, I think that 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 tracks. All right, so let's play a clip from whatever is coming in as the 109th best episode of Lost. Let's listen to an old Down the Hatch podcast clip. See if uh, you're, you're sticking with further instructions right now
3: oh uh, no let me go back to where i started let me again circle back i'm not a very good tracker. I'm,
2: i'll i'll join you in this i'm gonna i'm gonna guess whatever the case may be i'm coming with you all right let's do all it. right let's hear it if you're just listening to us and if you're not watching the episodes what you're missing there is when saeed says this guy uh and he turns to look at shannon with this unbelievable look on his face as he presses his whole face into his hand and he leans his hand forward and his elbow forward and he is just sassing the crap out of shannon as he goes this guy he is living for the san tropez gossip mike yeah absolutely I also realize it is such a great look how can we be mad at the idea that Saeed this man we love so much is going to spend the rest of his life gossiping and banging out with Shannon it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great so this is
3: present Mike. This is what <laughs> this is whatever the case may be. This is one of the real good parts, which is the site Sa- the beginnings of the Said and Shannon. Oh. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That this was where we got into uh for the first time Shannon and Saeed coming together. Uh well, I mean, they're gonna words, do that in the sex camp later on this season, yeah. Yeah, uh, or not, as it were, uh and then beginning the possibilities of. Wait, what if them getting together isn't so bad? And then I think that as we got further along and down the hatch and away from from this stuff, like we started to like lose sight of Saeed and Shannon as the end game being good. But then we got to the end and we spent a decent amount of time on on the final uh, recap podcast being in on it again. So, yeah, I'm back with uh, past Wiggler of the sassy sighted and I could visualize it right now. Yeah. Because he just puts his hand on his fist. This guy, uh, he wants to know more. How could he it- be mad at that?
3: For those of you that don't remember the context, for those of you that don't remember the context from the clip as well, uh, that there, essentially this, this episode, part of the storylines, and I think something that certainly helps the episode, is that there is some C&D plot stuff that I think helps balance it out. In fact, I believe I gave it a 2.1 because I literally said, half of this episode I enjoyed, half of this episode I didn't, so let me split 4.2 in half. Uh, part of the storyline is that Saeed had the, the plans that he stole from Danielle's place, And they're in French, and the only person who knows French, as we know from the pilot, was Shannon. And so this is very much a Saeed Shannon two-hander, not Handy, uh, as (laughs) she essentially, you know, translates the maps for him. She has this moment where she's really down on herself. He convinces her to, you know, buck up. I believe this is where she sings La Mer as well, which is really pretty but, yeah, I think uh, this is when Shannon, I believe, describes the man that she was living with for a brief portion of time in France. And Saeed so just has the biggest sass on when he talks about it.
2: Oh, he's so sassy. So this is the good stuff uh, from whatever the case may be. Yeah, the, the other good think... stuff was
3: the Charlie and Rose stuff. Charlie Rose, uh, the uncanceled part, I should say. Oof. This was where post, you know, again, this is right after all the, all the best daddies when Charlie essentially nearly died, got killed right. by Ethan, uh, try, and Claire got stolen. Charlie's in a very dark place. Luckily, not on the dark side like he is in Fire Plus Water, but this is where Rose essentially, like, helps him find faith a little bit or at least find a bit of positivity through faith. And there's actually a really nice small scene of, like, the two of them at the fire looking up at the stars. Again, it's these things that I, that I like, that I enjoy, that I like, uh, that that I think don't bounce out all the other crap that's happening through it, but I think are maybe some hidden gems in the season one episode, showing that while season one may be messy at some points, there are some things that hit.
2: Here's the thing. We just finished watching the final season of Lost. Um, I don't know that I can currently, because I'm so close to the final season and I'm so far away from season one right now, I don't know how I feel about having whatever the case may be lower than some uh, than all of the final season episodes. And yet I've always done this again on my episode rankings, whatever the case may be is always very low 110 on both my MTV and THR lists. So, um, you know, I've always drifted in this direction, but I'm thinking about like what Kate does in mm-hmm. the final season. I think that's a worse episode. I mean, at least like, the stakes are still relatively low in season one on whatever the case may be that I almost feel like I've been harsh on it and I feel like its place here almost feels a little harsh to me that yeah, like the Kate running around looking for a briefcase is kind of whatever and wow, we really didn't have a better flashback story to tell than how she robbed a bank to steal an airplane toy. This is though...
3: One, I think if there's a commonality between these three episodes, I think these are some of the worst flashbacks. They're bad the flashbacks
2: for sure, absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, and I think maybe just because like it relative to so much else in that first season, you know, it deserves to be dinged up, and it comes after you know a breathtaking episode of of the show. Uh, in uh, all the best dad,
3: breath giving in the form of Jack. Well, that's that's the main issue I think as well, and. I think, though, if I ding up across the sea for timing, I have to ding whatever the case may be as well. Because not only was it the first episode after all the best daddies, it was the first episode after the midseason break as well, right? Yeah. So, like, you come out out of this big adrenaline shock, right, of Claire's been kidnapped by the others. Okay, the others are now the big threat. You know, Charlie's alive. What's going to happen? And they found a freaking hatch. And the first thing we get when we come back is whatever the case may I be know. <laughs> where they're where they're off a waterfall and looking around for guns. Yeah. That's what we're starting it with. I think it should understandably be dinged up for that, that yes, I agree. Maybe if you just put it in a vacuum, there is something like what Kate does. Which are you putting good. it in a
2: vacuum because you're trying to vacuum up the trash that spilled everywhere, and so exactly. whatever the case may be, got sucked up into the vacuum. Yeah, and into, it's into in your the clog. Dyson. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I have to kind of like uh, shove something up there to clear it out. I mean, the the flashback is also just bad. It's for not those good that for those of you that don't remember. It is like we see Kate walk in being this other person and we're like oh kate it kate walken
2: is that uh christopher's niece i gotta
3: get alone <laughs> if, only, <laughs> if only she tried voices <laughs> all right stick them up yeah.
2: <laughs> we have to go back jack could you just
3: imagine now Kate, <laughs> the entire character of Kate Austin is now Kate Walken.
2: Yeah. Did you know that I, it's a pretty popular story that Michael Keaton had initially been thought of uh, as Jack? But did you know that they were thinking of Christopher Walken as the co-lead? It was going to be Kate Walken. Jack and yeah. I got caught in the net.
3: <laughs> a
2: lot of smooching. It uh, should be noted that Christopher Walken is, has been trending on Twitter all day today oh. as we're recording this. Wow, the algorithm! Uh, wow. Now I'm just
3: now now I'm just imagining him in this like big bushy brown wig. <laughs> yeah,
2: call I me angels. Saved, saved you a bullet. <laughs> uh on the other side of the door Emily Fox is dying <laughs> she loves this bit uh wow should we be continuing down the hatch look no further than Kate Walken folks we still got it we still got it it's from the man I killed <laughs> I hid the plane in my ass <laughs>
0: <A> little man little man It's, it's, that, it's that device,
3: right, of like, okay, what if everyone on Lost was replaced by a Muppet except for one person? This is, replace one Lost character yeah. with Christopher Walken. Who would it be? Uh, it's Kate Austin every day.
2: Yeah, all Walkens to rival all Kimis. Oh, my God. <laughs> my goodness. My goodness. Wow. Uh, zombie season is lit already. Holy shit.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. You were
2: saying something. I now don't remember I what. Even, now, now all I'm thinking... <laughs> It's keeping were, the... yeah, we're describing the flashback. You're describing the flashback. So she goes to a bank, she tells the banker her name is something. We've got it on the alias counter. If you've got the alias counter hand. But yeah, she
3: she sits down and you think, like, okay, this is Normie Kate getting a loan, but it turns out that no, it's its own long con that there is a group of douchey bank robbers.
2: Who as are... per usual, what else is new?
3: Exactly. Typical bank robbers, douche mm-hmm. nozzles. And uh, it turns out that- Kate Maggie double...
2: Ryan. Maggie Ryan was her name. That's
3: what it was. Yeah. Uh, and so she was double-crossing them, though, so I guess the triple-cross in that regard, not an Alex Cross starring Matthew Fox <laughs> as a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: uh-huh, 100%. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton want... was considered for that role initially. If
3: you're if you're talking about uh, the massively, ta- I believe did Matthew Fox's character and Alex Cross not have a bunch of tattoos? I don't well? remember
2: or... if he had a lot of tattoos, but he did like a Christian Bale thing where he just like emaciated himself and was like all sinew and muscle and yeah, and he bones. had no hair. Weird. He does,
3: have ta- he does have tattoos, but he's not covered in them like I might think. But yeah, uh, yeah. next
2: iteration of Down the Hatch is going to be a 28 part series on the Matthew Fox Alex Cross movie. Yeah, uh, we do I it minute by wrong.
3: minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> call it cross sectioning.. Yes. Uh, but essentially turns His out the character's
2: ca- name was Picasso. Oh dear God. <laughs> All right, we'll have to watch that. We'll have to watch that.
3: The- add this to the list of like miscellaneous podcasts. We'll do that. We'll do vantage point. Was Matthew Fox in vantage point? Yeah, Obviously, he was he in was. vantage
2: point. I don't want to spoil it, but he has a memorable part in vantage point.
3: Uh, um, but uh, so yeah. essentially, it turns out that Kate didn't just want, uh, she didn't want the money. I want the plane. Uh, she, this is the introduction <laughs> of the toy plane, right? That turns out it wasn't in the lockbox. And then we found out that it was in Edward Bard's briefcase the entire time. So yeah, it's a really bad flashback this is the first flashback again that you feel like you're actively wasting your time on mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's <laughs> all you can think about is Kate walking <laughs> at the moment. Well, now i'm just imagining the weapon of choice music video that christopher walken dances through <laughs> so he's just flaunting the briefcase filled with the marshall's guns
3: i'm thinking um, about the tear-jerking monologue in whatever happened <laughs> happened where it's him standing
2: alongside Aaron, be like bye bye baby <laughs> wow wow uh wow so good so good um <laughs> We talked about Ray Mullen in this episode. Uh, so our Ray yeah. Mullen tracker is at two.
3: This makes more sense. Yep. Because that was the first Kate flashback. Course. I, I will say again that I think with Tabula Rasa, I don't expect <laughs> that showing up for a little bit. Cause I do think a lot of what we usually think about when we think about Kate flashback episodes begin here, right? The general aimlessness, the fact that there don't seem to be many answers, the many aliases that she uses Uh, You know, I think at least with Tabula Rasa, and we talked about this a bit, right, of sort of the trap they wrote themselves into of immediately answering what was Kate doing before she got onto the island that they're like, what do we do now? And sometimes you have episodes like what Kate did, which literally answers the question. But until we got to that point, it was a lot of uh, she robs a bank. She had a childhood friend that she was going to visit that felt a bit like treading water, much like an episode that was able to escape the bottom three here.
2: Correct. Um, Mike, did you know that this episode uh, was the introduction of an iconic member of the Down the Hatch uh, entourage?
3: Yes, I was a little disappointed slash surprised that we did. I mean, I guess Count Jacula, who makes his debut here, makes the first appearance of whatever the case may be. I believe he called it whatever the curse may be, Mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. Uh, I mean, the clip would have been significantly long, which we did sort of advise Ben and Brennan, like, don't have us sitting here listening to five minute <laughs> clips. But yes, this was indeed. Again, all of these podcasts have something in them that's worth listening. And I think part of well, that was the introduction of Tad.
2: Worth Dracula. listening is also subjective, but uh, history was made every week, uh, whether or not that was good <laughs> history or bad history. I don't know. History.
3: Wow. <laughs> Could we call ourselves like Lost Down the Hatch and a history making podcast? Um,
2: Mike, if you are a survivor historian, are we not lost historians?
3: I guess we are. You know, I briefed, when I uh, talked to Australia with Survivor with Shannon this past week, the phrase survivor professional just very graciously slipped out of my mouth without me realizing it. I think, I don't know if I call ourselves lost historians. I think we call ourselves lost professionals,
2: though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what we'd call ourselves. Professional is not on the list, though. Uh, <laughs> lost idiots. Lost uh, idiots
3: is a good thing. I'm gonna get that in my. Uh, yeah. I don't know, stitch that onto all my clothing.
2: Mike, you gave an MVP point to Trucker. Do you remember Trucker? Because I do.
3: Yes, Trucker is yes. Uh, one of the guys who I believe was played by the stunt coordinator, uh, who I believe is no longer. He's with the one.
2: Us. He's the one who's like, "Man, you get a. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna charge the guy. I'm gonna throw him the. Gu- I'm gonna throw you the gun. You're gonna shoot yep. him." Yeah, uh, he's
3: the one who actually takes charge, doesn't realize that Maggie lines in on it, and she's like, yeah. what are you doing? Don't be a hero. <laughs> uh, and so uh, he does try to, like, bum rush. Uh, I believe wow. his name is – his name's not Jason because I'm thinking of stupid Jason McCormick. I believe mm-hmm. it's James or it begins with a J, maybe. We just
2: gave him Trucker was what we called him. Oh, um, uh, no, Mike...
3: no, no. I'm, talk- I'm talking about the, uh, the douchey – Oh, of the bank right, robbers. right,
2: right. I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> He was terrible. We don't care about that guy at all. I do Uh, do believe both he
3: and the bank robbers also got LVP points. Uh, Jason Jason. was his name. Okay, so Jason is just a bad name to have on Lost.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was a Jason. A couple of Jasons over here. Jason, Mike, do you think that sort of um, uh, much of the way – that Christopher Plummer, uh, rest in peace, was used to be, uh, uh, was uh, inserted when uh, certain actors needed to be excised from projects, that you would insert Christopher Plummer. Uh, could Christopher Walken in the future be superimposed into episodes of Lost over uh, problematic actors as, uh, as the years progress?
3: I want Ant-Man and the Walken right now,
2: <laughs> Josh. <laughs>
3: Scott.
0: <laughs>
2: Scott, you see, what my powers are—I get very small, uh, <laughs> and sometimes could get very big. I now I'm just
3: imagining Mike uh, Michael Douglas very earnestly be like, "Honey, you, <laughs> you need to wear your mother's. Like, oh, this fits me like Mom did. Yeah. My, my mother, Michelle Pfeiffer,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad. <laughs> just
3: imagining now, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Christopher Walken. <laughs>
2: oh it's perfect it's bliss it's bliss all right uh there you have it the 109th best episode of lost as ranked by down the hatch is whatever the case may be so we've got three episodes of 111 officially on the board mike in last place it's fire plus water in 110th it's stranger in a strange land in 109th it's whatever the case may be it says better in a Christopher Walken voice. I maybe that should be one of our
3: experiments going forward, is when it comes to a Kate episode, <laughs> is it made better if Christopher Walken's in uh, there?
2: <laughs> the answer is almost certainly yes. Uh, we have some uh, additional feedback to get in. Uh, uh, Andrew S. had written in about Stranger in a Strange Land. Had said, the Stranger in a Strange Land, for me, it's not bottom five like it is uh, for almost everybody else. Not saying that it's a perfect episode or even that good. I agree with Josh's take that this does help set up the head fake in the season three finale. And while I wasn't wondering how Jack got his tattoos, I'm always here for diving deeper into Jack's character and how his savior complex and his obsessiveness get him into trouble so that's a little bit of additional feedback for this week that came to us from andrew s so shout out to andrew if you've got additional feedback for us along the way anything that you want to respond to from this week's podcast we can get to it next week down the hatch at postshowrecaps.com. next week mike we are going to be doing four episodes we're adding four more to the list uh from 108 to 105 Uh, do we want to take some guesses at what we think is coming, uh, next week?
3: Well, you and I mentioned a couple before, so I think we can sort of tee those up, right? I think let's put a drift on there. Yeah. Let's put further instructions on there. I'm wondering if this is where the journey ends for across the sea.
2: I think so, uh, because we were so low on it and even I was low on it when I, I felt higher than it, but I wanted to give it a number, So I don't think that helps its case. I think Across the Sea is coming next week for sure.
3: And so then that's when things get a little dicey. Again, like, I think there's a consensus bottom five episodes of Lost or so, and then it gets a little difficult. You know, do we throw in something like uh, The Other Woman, which is a very not critically acclaimed season four episode? Yeah. Do we do something more recent like what Kate does, uh, which or even something like recon, which are episodes that you and I really didn't enjoy from season six. We could go in a lot of directions here.
2: There should be some season six contenders for sure. I think what Kate does and recon are both strong contenders uh, to to show up here in the next episode. Candidates, if you will. Yeah, I think across the sea just is probably, I think, unfairly to some extent. And I want to, you know, couch that. Uh, Like, you know, I'm not going to be out here crying if Across the Sea is on the list next week. But I think uh, in the sort of similar vein as Fire Plus Water aiming for something, at least Across the Sea aims for something. I don't know what what Kate does or Recon stands for. Uh, So I would like to see either of those here before Across the Sea. Um, I
3: I will, my big prediction for next week is I think Across the Sea is going to be the last episode we talk about. So that's 105. I think it's going to be, the highest ranked episode we'll talk about next week. Because if I do recall, I do think I saw I remember at least one very high score in there for Across the Sea. We have some Across the Sea stands there. The sure question do. is, does that outbalance just the overwhelming relative negativity that comes with like uh recon and what Kate does? I'm not entirely sure.
2: I'm not so sure either. We'll see. Um, I think it's gonna be I think we're going to get a drift as our next episode would be my guess. I think a drift comes next. Uh, It's going to be the next episode we talk about is my prediction. We'll see where we go. Uh, We hope that you're having fun. This is a blast. Uh, I'm going to be laughing about Kate walking all day. uh, So I appreciate that, Mike. That was really lovely. These are going to be short, maybe, uh, these podcasts. Uh, We've got a short one for you today. Uh, This is a is there a is there a constitutional crisis if a bonus episode clocks in at under 108 minutes? I don't think so.
3: But are we calling this a bonus episode? Oh, this is like an out and out season that we're doing. This is season seven.
2: Yeah. But all of this stuff is frosting. Right. I mean, I that's what <laughs> that is. That is my feeling on down the hatch moving forward. We baked the cake. We made it. We gave you the cake. It was filled with the cranberry sauce that you like. Oh. And we did every single episode of Lost. We recapped them all, Mike. Anything that happens from now on, it's just progress. It's just frosting. Uh, so I think that we're, you know, the zombie season, the frosting season, either way, tasty treats. Uh, tasty treats, but I think the pressure is low. I think we're just here to hang out and talk about Lost. And we hope that that's as fun for people listening as it is for you and I to, to, to do the doing of the of the talking about the show lost
3: <laughs> help help please help Um, uh, josh's future brain is falling apart uh, timelines yeah. are converging yeah i mean that suffices to say if you listen through this and you're like all right these guys don't have any episodes of lost to talk through i'm going to dip that's absolutely yeah bounce fine. see ya yeah, you, that's totally got, fine yeah you've so got so many podcasts hun- to listen to hu- yeah and hundreds of hours of backlogs of down the hatch that you can go back to as well if this has also reminded you of like random musings we may had and you want to go back to the beginning and listen through again Go ahead. It's absolutely there. But I think we should be in, I had a lot of fun this time around. It it feels a bit, you know, of an easier thing to chew on than previous down the hatch episodes where we get to ruminate on the episodes. I think look back at them with maybe a bit of a different lens now that we get to compare them sort of out of time as well. Look back on the, the episodes and the podcast proper. I've had fun with this experiment one episode in, so I hope to have all of you along for the ride. But as Josh said, if you did it if you're checking out for down the hatch totally cool but also if you're if you want to get some more of our voices Boy, howdy. We are talking a lot on post-show recaps nowadays.
2: We've got a lot going on. Just throw a stone at your podcast feed, and we are likely talking about some TV show that you like. Mike is getting close to the end of the line on The Witcher with Angela Bloom. You're both also getting close to the end of the line on your X-Files rewatch, The Bloom Files. Uh, You've got Vox Machina. You've got Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, Mike. You've got a lot of shows, my friend. Yeah,
3: and the, Boba Fett is also ending next
2: week. So it's this weird, again, converging point where a bunch of things are
3: ending at the same time. Vox Machina is just beginning. On top of that, if you're into the reality TV side of things, things have been humming strong on The Amazing Race. Celebrity Big Brother is starting this week, and I'm bringing Exit Press behind that. Uh, and who knows, if you are interested in not just Star Wars, but Star Trek stuff, uh, I'm not concretely putting it out there, but there may, may be something coming out there in the stars as it were to your podcast feed we shall see so plenty i mean josh that does not even cover even a fraction of all the stuff that you're doing as well
2: no, there's a lot going on. Uh, if you, uh, if you, uh, you, uh, certainly, if you're subscribed to the Down the Hatch feed, you saw a wild Raised by Wolves podcast appear in your feed as threatened. Uh, because I, as I want to do, uh, I saw Vivis making fun of me about this in the Discord, and I thought this was great. Uh, yeah, uh, I like to compare things to Lost. Uh, and I think that Raised by Wolves, which is an HBO Max science fiction series from Ridley Scott and others, uh, is it has a lot of lost energy. And uh, it has a sprawling mythology and some structural components that remind me a lot of lost. Uh, so I wanted to throw that in your podcast feed as we are starting to cover that show here on Post Show Recaps, if you are listening to this in the live listening uh, of, uh, of, of when we drop this here in February uh, of 2022, uh, we are currently doing week-daily coverage of Raised by Wolves, going back through Season 1, myself and Grace Leader, with occasional guest appearances from Taryn Armstrong and others as well, uh, as Season 2 is about to drop. Um, season 2 is actually out as you are listening to this podcast, most likely, uh, but we are going back through Season one first. Covering one episode every single weekday until we're done with that, and then we're getting into season two. So it's a really big push for a show that I think is super, super cool. Um, and uh, give it a shot. I think you'll know you'll. I don't know if you'll know quickly if it's your thing or not, but you'll know within the first few episodes for sure if this is your speed. It's really my speed, and I'm really having a lot of fun talking about it. With Grace. So that's just one of the many shows that we've got going on on Post Show Recaps. You can listen to that and many more HBO shows that we cover by subscribing to our HBO show feed. That's postshowrecaps.com slash HBO pod. We'll get you all of our HBO show recaps. Uh, you could also, if you just want the Raised by Wolves, postshowrecaps.com slash Wolves will get you that feed as well. Um, we'll have plenty more Down the Hatch coming your way next week. Uh, of course, you can send feedback in Down the Hatch at Post Show Recaps. Dot com. A huge thank you to the entire behind-the-curtain team of Ben Seriously. and Brendan and Jess and Operation Mattingly as well. That's April, that's Riley, that's Brent, that's Mike. Uh, we're so grateful for the hard work behind the scenes to make this era of Down the Hatch possible uh, for us to just uh, do some lost hangs. Uh, having a great time here, Mike.
3: Yeah, uh, this is going to be... A fun start to a new phase of down the hatch and hope that you're all going to join us. Uh, Yeah, really special thanks to Operation Mattingly. Look, you and I have been doing this for nearly a decade, not the Lost Podcast, podcasting in general. Feels
2: like it sometimes.
3: Uh, I still find myself incredibly grateful and surprised that anyone wants to listen to my voice. So to hear people say they actively have gone back and listened to us talk again about this stuff is like sincerely mind-blowing to me so again thank you to everyone who went back who listened who helped you know pull clips pull highlights to play I'm really excited to continue playing this game because as is very apparent we are like either really good or not good at it whatsoever depending on the episode that we're talking about I think we're only going to get worse to be completely honest but that's going to make for better podcasting
2: so what are we we are two for three right now is that where we're at yeah so we're two for three we were
1: somehow
3: able to whiff On the first one, where we had guessed the other two episodes in this batch, but did not guess the one that it was. So, I guess, like, I don't know, I'm gonna give us partial credit for that and that Eh. we had guessed what else was in the batch, but not the actual worst episode.
2: Yeah, I mean, we knew what was in here, uh, but we didn't get the order all the way right. So, two out of three is not a terrible start. It's gonna get harder Mm the deeper we go in. Can't wait to find out where things fall starting next week, the 108th through 105th best episodes. Of Lost coming up next on the Lost episode rankings here on Down the Hatch. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye bye. <laughs>